he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hey guys, we are back to recap the men tell all. Woo! I feel like let's just get into it because I feel like you and I always, every single time we get to this type of episode in the season, always have very conflicting views on oh, the okay. men. Well, the men tell all and women tell all as a whole, as an episode. It's never my favorite. I, I think it's just like way too produced. But this one I actually didn't mind as much. So I'm curious what you thought. Yeah, no, I liked this one. I don't mm. feel like it's produced. I'm well, I'm okay. I think we agree on the filler content, which is ridiculous. Yes. I think that this episode did a better job slightly with the filler content. Like it wasn't so, I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't so over the top. I mean, they kept mm-hmm. their filler content to a slight minimum. I do think like the flashback scenes. Of, like, the Barbie date. Like, did we really need to see that stuff? We've already seen the season. Well, that's why I'm just like, why does this need to be two hours? It totally could be one hour. I think also, too, for me, it's the, like, extensive arguing about things that are dumb. And not even this episode in particular, but I feel like a theme, the Women Tell All is like, yeah, let's talk about shrimp gate. And then every yeah. single person who was not there from night one is like screaming their two cents. And so to me, that's what, why it's just like, what are we talking about? Like, who right. cares? But I feel like they just want to get like that, like fighting vibe from everyone. And we know the more you say, the more you kind of like throw your whatever in the fire, you have a better chance of going to paradise. So everyone's like turning out all the stops. They're pulling out all the one-liners they can possibly think of. And in that sense, to me, it comes off very like produced. Also the fact that this is like a 16-hour shoot day and we see Mm -hmm. basically basically an hour of it because the other half is like bloopers. So anything that's particularly juicy is always going to be cut. So that's why I just never think we're going to get anywhere with this episode. Yeah. I mean, so we start off, we get introduced to the guys. They Jesse's like, your favorite guys from the season. And I'm like, <laughs> really? Okay. What I want to know is where was Nehemiah? Was he in mm. disguise in the audience? Just lurking. So. Just or observing. he was one of the men in disguise. <laughs> He's sitting behind one of the guys in the chair and you right. just see like his little top hat. Right. And one of those little like um, disguise, like glasses that have a little yes. mustache connected to it. Yes. Yeah, that's where Nehemiah was. But yes, I, we immediately get into the Brayden drama. And mm-hmm. what, I, what I'm confused about is the guys hating on Brayden for showing back up. Like, he self-eliminates and he shows back up. And they're questioning him still as if this guy ever had a choice. Like, right. as if a producer wasn't in the corner saying, Brayden, we need you to go back in. Like, you are the main villain this season. You have to go back in. But they can't say that because they're right. breaking the fourth wall. That maybe that was said and they cut it out. And it was definitely going to be cut if that was said. Mm -hmm. I just, I still to this day don't know what Brayden did that was so bad. Like, we've just decided we don't like Brayden because he wears earrings, maybe. Who's to say? I don't know. Mm -hmm. If I'm hearing things correctly based on what all these guys are saying, you guys don't like this guy because he felt the environment was difficult and said he might not be able to get engaged in this environment. Like, what's so bad about that? Yeah, and he calls out Sean. He's like, so how are my um, concerns different from your concerns? You Mm -hmm. had the same ones as I did. And I feel like, if anything, this episode kind of proved that you're onto something with this. I think people were hating on him because it's easy to kind of all hate the same person. 
No, totally. I mean, and every season needs a villain. So I think they just decided, hey, like we have enough sound bites from Brayden to make him sound really bad. We can take them out of context. And um, everyone hates Brayden now. Go. I wrote down something too that I thought was interesting that Brayden said. He said something to the extent of like, you know, it's hard to not come across these way when these questions are being asked, is what he kind of I said. I noticed that, too. And it's like, oh, so Producers. are you saying you're being prompted to answer questions? Like, hey, Brayden, do you think you could get ready or you would be ready to propose after this um, yes. situation, given that there's so many guys here? Isn't this really difficult? Like, he was kind of alluding to the fact that, like, they give you prompted leading questions, which they know they do, which is why that's why I don't get why what Brayden said is any different than what maybe any of those other guys said or were feeling. It's just Brayden's were the one who made that made air and were taken out of context, in my opinion. Totally. There was also focus on whether or not he called charity classless. And then there was a PSA that came up and said a search mm -hmm. was made for footage of Brayden calling charity classless. So far, no footage has surfaced. What I have an issue with is like, what do you mean so far? This is your own footage, ABC. Like, <laughs> just go through it all and tell us when you're done. Like, was this just looked through? Like, first of all, this was filmed you know, it's total bullshit. They're like mm -hmm. poking fun at it. But like, if I'm being literal here, why are you saying so far no footage has surfaced? Either it's in there or it's not. Just right. go through it all. You have enough time. Do they? To go through like 24-7 audio yes. footage of yes. the whole thing? I think though, too, what was most telling about that, I think if there was any sort of footage that would make Brayden look worse, like they would definitely air it. Because like, they did the same thing with Crystal and the needle dick comment. So like. That's true. Yeah, you could I, say I think it. they loved <laughs> Yeah, I would just whisper it just in case that's inappropriate for the pod. Okay, um, in case someone's listening with their kids in the backseat. Yeah, seat. if your baby's in your car, <laughs> get him out of there. He can't listen <laughs> to any of this podcast. Because I feel like they love to be like, oh, and now we have extra footage. So I think if there was anything there True. possible, they would have aired it. So that's why I'm like, there's nothing. You people have nothing. Also, the more they talked about the classless comment, there was more talk about like, you called her classless. You know, you had a problem with that date where she had to like kiss other guys and you weren't comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And like the more they like elaborated, I was like, oh, wait, so was that what he was calling classless? Not charity herself? Like maybe he was uncomfortable with that specific date. You know, it's giving Yosef, but whatever. Like... I, I don't know. The more they spoke about it, the more I kind of believed Brayden's side. Yes. I really I've, did. I've been team Brayden this whole season, and this further proved my feelings. Yeah, because I think, like, there's a difference between saying, like, uh, like, it's classless, like, I can't get engaged to someone who kisses all these other guys, and saying... I really like this girl and it makes me uncomfortable to see her kiss other people. Like, I think that's very valid, but taken out of context, it gets twisted into something that it's not. Because I really think they really liked each other. I forgot how strong their connection was in the yeah. beginning when we did the little flashback. I was like, oh, Brayden was a thing. Totally. And I think that's why he was an easy villain. Yeah. I love at one point when Brayden like says to Jesse, he's like, well, you tell us. Did I say it or not? And Jesse's like, dude, I don't even fucking work here. I'm like <laughs> barely supposed to be here. I know. What the fuck if I know? I mean, I thought his interaction with charity was really nice actually mm -hmm. i thought charity was a class act with so every classy. single guy she had to talk to like the fact that even classless was ever a word thrown around is crazy because she's the polar opposite of that I know. and the fact that she's like i'm grateful that i got to know you given the fact that she saw things unfold in a not so desirable way like that's really big of her like i yeah. felt like they kind of i almost it did cross my mind that they were so nice to each other. I wondered like, well, we know Brayden's going to paradise now with this announcement. 
Is there any reason why maybe we should be on team Brayden now? You know what I mean? Because they could have easily made him look worse in this tell all, mm-hmm. but they didn't. Right. I think he's had his moment. He's been the scapegoat of an entire season and now he's getting his redemption edit. I think this was all like discussed prior and now he's going to go into paradise being like the hot guy in paradise. Mark my words. I think so. And he did. Look I mean, the fact that we already see him making out, making with, out Kat, with Kat, one of the hottest girls from Zach's season. So yeah. And heads up, guys, we have a Patreon episode that's out right now with Reality Steve. And we talk all things paradise spoilers. Mm-hmm. And we go into some stuff about both of these people. Yeah. Like, and, you know, couples that are going to be the couples to watch, people that are unexpected that show up on the beach. So mm-hmm. that actually is in, the link is in the episode description. So go give that one a listen if you want a, a little one. heads up on what's to come in paradise. But yeah, I'm happy that he was the only one they announced out of all the guys about going to paradise. I know, Usually which is more kind people. of unusual. Um, Especially since we know someone else in the front row that's definitely going. Right. But maybe at the time of this being filmed, some of these other guys were still in conversations and negotiations. I think for a lot of people, their ticket to paradise is pending their performance in the women are men tell all. But I think someone who's such a big character, such as Brayden was going regardless. Brayden could have like been silent the entire episode and he was still going to paradise versus like some of these other guys need to prove themselves tonight before they announce it. But in this case, paradise was already filmed. Yeah, but this was filmed... No, they showed us footage of Paradise. Paradise was, it's been wrapped for a while. Oh, yeah. So I, feel I, like I hear normal, you, though. Yeah. Usually par- usually men tell all, women tell all. I think, honestly, I think that's women tell all. I think mm. the way, it, you know how the schedule always lines up differently for men yeah. versus women? I feel like with women tell all, it's women tell all, then they film Paradise. Rinse mm. and repeat. I don't quote me on that. I don't know for sure. But in this case, that's not the case. Right. That makes sense. I do think they can use men tell all outcome to maybe change edits, though, because mm. they have all the footage. And if they're like, OK, people don't care about so and so. Yeah. Maybe we don't give him so much airtime. Totally. Type thing. OK. The thing I had <laughs> the biggest issue with, mm-hmm. like the biggest takeaway, hence the title of this episode, is this FP drama like i I am deeply upset about it and we need to go into it so just to recap what happened peter night one pilot peter that like i didn't even remember his name right right apparently was like bullied by all the other guys in the cast like silent bullied which is a shadier type of bullying if you're gonna fucking bully me and want to say fuck peter say it to my face but instead you said it in fucking code and that's like middle school shit. No, it is. I am like actually appalled that men of this age would like do that. Like what could Pete, first off, I was about to say like, what could Peter possibly do to deserve that? But quite frankly, I don't think anyone deserves that type of like weird, passive aggressive, like mm-hmm. mean girl, clicky behavior ever. Like, I don't care if Peter literally, Peter did not do this, but I don't care if Peter literally showed up and was like, I hate all of you guys. I'm here for the wrong reasons. Peace. And then literally ran out of the mansion. In what world does that mean? Like, let's all gang up on him secretly and have like a secret code word that we're going to put in the captions of our Instagrams, just that we know we're saying a bad thing about him, but he's not going to know. Like, yeah. Are we five? Literally, I mean, are they we are. five? They are. And so they wrote FP, stands for fuck Peter. Again, if your kids are in the car, sorry, guys. Yeah, sorry. But so FP is in the bottom corner of like when they all shared their headshots. Mm-hmm. And then they actually show Sean's 
up on the screen and it shows FP in the corner and they blur out the F. Like when it's FP, ABC, you could just show us FP. That's right. not a curse word. Yeah. But I did a little digging here, a little creeping, okay. if you will. Thank you. So no one current, well, no one. I didn't look at everyone. I looked at a handful and no one that I looked at still has FP on their picture. So all of them have like posted their headshot for the most part. Mm -hmm. And FP was in the caption of all of their captions, most of them at least. Here's how you could find out who had the FP and who didn't. If it says edited in the corner, oh, that means they've changed something. That means they've changed something since it posted. Sean, Xavier, Braden, and even Dotton's said mm -hmm. edited at the bottom of the caption, meaning that they changed something. Not saying like, I don't want to put this on Dotton because he wasn't there to like mm -hmm. defend himself and yeah. Dotton's an angel, but like it means at the very least, whatever you posted changed at some point. Um, I found interesting, though, Joey and Tanner both don't have edited. I don't know if I could say that's 100% fact, but I believe that they posted it and yeah. nothing was ever changed from it. Maybe they posted, deleted, and reposted. Mm -hmm. Like, that could also be, like, true. I don't get how this came to light. Like, did did someone look at all of their captions and be like, why do some of you guys have FP in it? What does FP stand for? And then the guys admitted honestly, oh, it means fuck Peter. Like, why couldn't they just say it means free people? <laughs> it just know. randomly in my headshot. I just want to tell you to free people. It, yeah, no, they, free people, um, they explained. Off. They said there was a group Zoom call where it mm -hmm. came to light. When they explained it, I thought they meant that on the Zoom call, you know how like right now Jackie and I are on a Zoom call mm -hmm. and you have like your name in the corner. Yeah. I thought he said they made their names like, uh, I don't know. FP. Like, yeah, like everyone changed their name to FP and he didn't know what it meant. And then Brayden told him. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, this is kind of petty. And then when I saw that they all put it on their Instagram, I'm like, well, that's another level of like, you're taking this joke to ridiculous levels here. Right. But I guess who's the person who called them out and was like, guys, why does this say FP? Yeah, I don't know. Because like, if I saw something that said FJ... Like, fuck Jackie. <laughs> I don't know if the first, but like without any context, without any reason to suspect that people were mad at me, I don't know if the first thought or like first five thoughts that I would have would be like, FJ, hmm, are people <laughs> mad at me? Like, that's not even my initials. <laughs> like, it's just FJ. So I don't really get how this like What came I think to happened, life. I think they were on the Zoom call and Brayden says like, hey, Peter, I got to tell you something. All the guys did this. You probably don't know. And then when he went and looked, he's like, oh, my God, like, it's on God. every single one. And this is just, like, such a petty level of Mean Girls bullshit because, like, then this guy goes and sees on every single Instagram, it says that no one knows, but he knows. It's like, right. I have such a, I, I couldn't focus on anything else because I was so fixated on this. You better believe I DM'd Peter and told oh. him, like, I'm so, well, I was like, I'm so sorry that you had to deal with that. And, like. When your contract is up, you have an open invitation to come here and explain what happened on that yeah. Zoom call. Because I just think this is like, these are the men that Jesse asked to give advice to wholesome Gary at right. the end of the episode. Like, no, I'm okay. I don't need advice from a guy, from any guy that's going to do this. Right. And I again, just had such an issue. What was Peter's crime? <laughs> they didn't like, like him. Fuck him. <laughs> they just didn't like him because what? On the Zoom call, he asked about brand deals. I think that was mentioned. And I... I'm just like so sick. Brand deals, if, something about a t-shirt. Right, but as if all of these guys aren't also interested in doing brand deals, like I want every single man who put FP in his Instagram bio to never post mm -hmm. a partnered ad on their social media. 
Like, they won't. They're all going to do it. They're all going to get off the show and post ads. So, like, shut up, guys. Like, who cares? I'm just so sick of people, like, being villainized for acknowledging that they're on a TV show. I think, two th- like, both things can be true. You can be interested in getting to know charity and wanting to get a Fit Fab Fun tea sponsorship deal. And both are great activities. I'm also sick of people being villainized for when they go home on a show. Like, I know we've definitely said in the past, like, oh, like, if you went home early, like, we don't necessarily want to hear your take on maybe certain issues in the house. I feel like that's a common thought. However, I think in Bachelor Nation, and we've interviewed people who have backed this claim up, that, like, there's a hierarchy and almost like a popularity level. And if mm-hmm. you go home night one, you are not as cool as the people that did it. And they all were talking to him in that way. Yeah. Like, look, if you go home night one, sure, maybe I don't want you to weigh in on how great of a bachelorette charity was because you weren't actually on the right. show. But like, that doesn't mean that you're less of a person than like totally. Xavier or Dotton mm-hmm. or I don't know, anyone else that lasted long. That totally. whole mentality, like, again, I guess is not surprising given what we know about this group of guys now. It's very mean girls and clicky. It's very, did you ever do drama club growing up? Yeah, it's very Well, it's very much like, oh, if you were an ensemble, like you sit yes! over there and the people who have yes! parts go, go to the diner after rehearsal and you're not invited. Yeah. It's very Only much Only the that. family can go to the diner. Right, right. So I don't know. I hope Peter ends up getting to go to paradise after all of that situation. That would maybe be like a silver lining, but just like, it was so gross that they did this i just don't understand the point like even like okay peter now realizes oh no everyone said fuck peter like what does that mean like cool what's the end game also just funny that this wasn't fuck brayden like your issue was with brayden for the entire duration (gasps) of the show it's almost like brayden didn't do anything to deserve (laughs) hate i'm so team brayden i want him to be on the podcast. But I mean, props to Brayden because he is the one that told Peter, even though it seems as if Brayden has an edited caption. So he may have partaken in it and then maybe realized like, yeah. oh, this is kind of shitty. I don't want to do this. So, okay. Mm-hmm. You're the one that stood up and told Peter. So I like you for that. Xavier is the only one who apologized on the stage. So I have to give him credit for that. Although Xavier did say totally. like, something along the lines of like, we're not to blame for doing it because Brayden shouldn't have told him. That just adds to, like, the click, the the clicky feel of totally. it all. He's like, it was an yeah. inside joke. What's the inside joke? That you all hate this guy? Right. Like, last time I checked, that's not a funny joke. Like, get better jokes. Also, you don't, do you even have to see him ever again? Just, like, how about don't put a secret code in your Instagram and just, like, don't talk to the guy. Right. No, that would be too easy. Too mature. Too above it all. But you know what? I've never seen a night one person get that much airtime mm. on the mental all. So... Congrats, Peter. <laughs> Seriously. Um, what did you think about Xavier's hot seat? I thought Xavier's hot seat was really good. Again, I think Charity handled herself so well. She's mm-hmm. so freaking polished and poised yeah. and way better than I could ever be. She brought up a point that we actually made on our mm-hmm. recap last week. She's like, you know, I don't want to cheat on you versus I won't cheat on you. And we said the exact same thing. Like you're in control of your actions. So if you don't want to cheat, just don't. And like putting that back on him, I thought was like really good of her. And then Xavier said he denounces cheating. Like I actually Googled the definition. I knew the definition, but I Googled it just to make sure I was right. And like denouncing, I don't think he maybe knows what denouncing means because he doesn't denounce cheating. If he said on national TV that he doesn't know if he cannot. <laughs> well, so what's the actual definition of denouncing? Like saying that something is wrong, like officially saying that it's wrong. Yeah. Like I denounce mm-hmm. cheating. 
Mm-hmm. So I guess but he said like, but what that? if I denounce cheating if I'm not on vacation with my boys? Otherwise, well, I don't denounce it. Sometimes things get crazy on vacation with the boys. You just never know where that's going to take you. I mm-hmm. did ad- admire the fact that um, you know, he kind of opened up about the fact that he's like going to therapy and is was at least acknowledging that like all the issues between him and Charity and the, the reason why their relationship ended was because of his own issues and things that he needs to work Mm -hmm. through within himself. And I thought that was really nice just to hear a man talk about that openly and being like, yay, clearly I have issues with this, but like I'm taking accountability and like I'm working on it to be better. So like, that's really all we can ask for in this life. Yeah. I applaud Xavier for that. I do like that. I do like that he walked off stage to mm-hmm. get her a knit rose, that won yeah. me over. It didn't win Twitter over. People oh. were like, not. Well, I mean, it's like no one is forgiving. So, like, right. Whatever. But I actually thought that was a really sweet gesture. And maybe also, like, he realizes that the reason why we all fell in love with him was because he was like such a wholesome guy that would like knit in the corner. Like, remember when he was like knitting a scarf on the bus when yeah. all like drama was going on? That he's like, oh, let me try to like go back to that. And try to, like, maybe get in America's yeah. good graces. You got back in my good graces, Xavier. I think mine, I want, too. I, want I thought that, that was a nice, sweet little gesture. Like, who could hate on a knit, a hand-knit rose? Not me. Not I. Mm-mm. Wait, speaking of random roses being given tonight, like, who is Captain Tom? And why was he giving a rose between Sean and Tanner? Like, why, ABC? You're asking me? I don't know. I don't know anything ever. I mean, I know he was obviously from that date. Right. But like another huge, colossal time waster. We don't need this. What I thought between like Sean and Tanner, first of all, they were sitting in the very important seats. I always, I think Mm -hmm. this every single tell-all, like the seating where you sit is very crucial. Like Sean is in like the next bachelor seat. Like the fact that I mean, he's not. I, mm-hmm. There's no way Sean's going to be the next Bachelor. But, like, he's in, like, the primetime seat, which I think is kind of lame. But I guess they didn't really have anyone else to fill that seat. The right. fact that we spent a good amount of time on, Sean, how is it seeing Charity after your emotional goodbye? Tanner, do you have anything you want to say? As if these guys had, like, these deep emotional relationships with her. I'm like, these people are acquaintances at best. Right. Like when Sean went up and sat next to her on the couch, I'm like, this is like two strangers in the park. Totally. I just wish they wouldn't waste our time with those things. Moving on to the moment of the show that I felt mm-hmm. was worth the wait. We meet Gary. I mean, we met him before ah! in like the teaser promo thing. Right. But we hear this man speak. We mm-hmm. see his sparkling blue eyes. He cries. I cried. I know. I'm stressed. I am (laughs) very, very, very stressed because I love Gary. He, this man is just so wholesome. He's too pure for this world. Like his story is so heartbreaking, but yet he has such a positive, optimistic attitude. I'm like, oh, he's just such a sweet man. And I don't want them to ruin him. And I'm really, I just feel like he's, too naive going into all of this. And maybe that's just kind of like the vibe he's giving off, but I just worry that he's too trusting in this show that we know wants to hurt people. But I will say, I feel like maybe this season with Gary, they will go more for like wholesome, cute love story than messy drama. And I think that would be just as entertaining because Gary is such like a entertaining, like charismatic main lead 
What do you think? Yeah. And I would like to think that like ABC knows that we don't want to see him hurt. There's a difference. I think Mm -hmm. there's a difference between a season that they want to fill with drama. And like, I think people are going to tune in to see this man find love. Like I want to watch this man find happiness and maybe they'll make drama with the women. Maybe they could fight with each other. I think ABC knows that America will riot if they hurt Gary. Well, yeah, we hit the streets at dawn, people, if they hurt Gary. I'm already going to make a picket sign just in case, so I'm Mm -hmm. ready. The one weird thing was that Jesse brought up overnights. Like, why? What are we doing? This is a 71-year-old man. Why are we asking what he's going to do behind closed doors with the grown women that he brings there? I don't know, because I feel like they just love a gag of like, hey, picture picture an old man having sex. Yeah. But he was so cute about it. Like, he's just so cute. I thought it was really good that he said, well, Jesse asks, like, can you find, I forget the wording of it specifically, but like, like the same love that he had had with his wife. Yeah. Like two loves of your life or something like that. And Gary gives a fucking bomb answer and says like, I'm not looking to like replicate that love. Mm-hmm. Like, which I thought is nice to hear him say that. I also feel like ABC in the background is like, that's not the script. Oh. We want you to like find the everlasting love, Gary. No, but I appreciate that he was just being honest with his situation. I do think it'll be interesting though, because I'm assuming they're going to have a mix of women, like maybe some women who are also widowed, but some women maybe who are divorced, maybe some women who have never been married, like a mm-hmm. whole mix of situations. And I do think it would be interesting to see, like if you were someone who was never married before and your partner is saying to you, you will literally never replace my wife. Like, our love will always be different. Isn't that, like, not what you want to hear? I don't know. I'm, like, not married or even close to being in a relationship, so I don't know. But I feel like that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, but I also think, like, neither of us are in those shoes. We kind of touched on this, too, with, like, Michael A. talking about Mm -hmm. his um, wife who had passed, and he made comments like that to girls on the show, like, you know, I'm not looking to replace her. This is, like, the next love in my life. And I just feel like unless you're in those shoes, it's really hard to speak on. That's fair. I think these women will have to just go into it understanding. Right. But then maybe the best person for Gary is someone who is also widowed or in a similar situation because then they can both understand it. I mean, that was the case that Michael was saying for him and Danielle because they both had similar situations. So that, like, was what brought them together. So who knows? I just think it'll be interesting to see because I feel like we'll have a mix of women. Obviously, not every woman is going to necessarily be widowed. So I just think those dynamics could be interesting. Yeah. I'm really, really interested in Mm -hmm. what's to come. Did they give a premiere date? No. They didn't give a premiere date for that or Paradise. No, they did not. Get your shit together, guys. I do think we're going to get like some sort of Bachelor renaissance here. I feel like so many... Of my friends are like, wait, can we watch the Golden Bachelor together? Like, oh my God, the Golden Bachelor, Golden Bachelor. Like, America is interested. Yeah, sign me up. Also, like, he's so freaking cute. Like, he's so cute. Like, he's physically a very, very attractive man. But his heart is so sweet. Like, I literally will die for this man. He has to know this. (laughs) We riot at dawn. Everyone, get your picket signs made just in case anything goes awry we're ready to hit the streets we're ready to march to abc's building and demand justice all right well i think that's it i think we covered it all yeah overall i think this was a good men tell all i think they could 
you know, they could tighten it up, make it yeah. a, a nice uh, hour or less bloopers. Minutes. I don't need Jesse Palmer in like a Bigfoot suit scaring Charity in the woods. Like, why did we need to see that? I don't need a lot of things. Also, did Barbie pay for them to mention Barbie again? Like I'm they sure had they did. To. That was like another little thing on their like um, mm. package. Like we need one group date involving it and we need one mention at the tell-all. Right. Like, because, like, Jesse randomly just brings it up for no reason. I've granted, they show a clip from the Barbie date, but he's like, as you all know, Barbie's premiering in, in theaters right now. And were any of these guys enough for charity? Mm-hmm. Let's go to a random clip that you don't care to see. Yeah, they had to get the line in there. Yeah. Enough. All right. Well, we will see you guys on Thursday. Yes, we will. Bright and early. Don't be late. If you are interested in our Patreon episode all about Bachelor spoilers, that's Mm -hmm. live now. Again, that's in the episode description if you want to click the direct link. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, is that it? I think that's it. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches.